Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Moment of Cluth podcast, the interview series that asks successful figures in the world of entertainment, sports, and business what makes them tick. We talk about moments in their careers that were pivotal and what they learned along the way. This is the first podcast in over a year, and first I have some air to clear. I have to admit that when I started this podcast over a year ago, I thought I was going to have more time to do it, but I just didn't end up having a lot of free time last year to devote to it. And honestly, it was healthy for me to take a step back from it in order to decide what kind of content I wanted to put out into the world. So for my first podcast back, my guest is someone who is always very open about her journey, Jojo. Jojo is a Grammy award winning artist who I'm also proud to call a friend. I met Jojo in college and one of the things I've always loved about her is her ability to be honest with herself and to share her stories to inspire others. That is something that's always translated through her music and her fans love about her. We taped this podcast in her house and we talk about her first Grammy win, her new music coming out and a moment in her professional life when she wasn't being authentic to who she is. Take a listen. You're my first guest on the new Moment of Clue podcast. We're having a, a moment here. A renaissance. Yes, a renaissance. renaissance. I love it. 2020 has been a huge year for you. You won your first Grammy. Woo! You're overcoming obstacles. 2020 is off the chain so far. I love it. I'm loving this new decade. It truly is the roaring 20s. It just feels um, like a combination of a lot of hard work paying off. And I don't take any support that I get for granted. I think actually I'm more grateful than ever because I've seen a lot of ups and downs in this industry and in my life. So I think it gives me a different perspective than somebody who's my age who maybe hasn't had the type of ups and downs that I've had. Um, I'm just having a better time than I've ever had actually. I'm having a lot of fun. How did it feel when you found out that you won a Grammy? Well, I was 100% sure that we weren't going to win. So this is um, PJ Morton and I have a duet called Say So, and it won uh, R&B Song of the Year. And I, the, the category was so, I thought it was a really, the, everybody who was nominated was amazing, and I loved all their songs, and they were bigger songs than ours, you know, when it comes to, like, on the charts. I was 100% sure that we weren't going to win. And so I actually did the red carpet and left to watch the awards in the comfort of my own home in sweatpants. So when I was in the car going home, I started getting these texts, congratulations, and I was like, wait, what? On what? And, and then I understood, and I was just like, oh my God, I just couldn't, just couldn't believe it. I just wanted to do the red carpet and talk about my new music that's coming out and support PJ, you know, that's, that's the homie and I love our song together. But yeah, I was like, just really totally shocked to be honest with you. And of course this has been a goal that I've had for a long time since I was a little girl. 
I even told myself when I was 13 that I wouldn't go to the Grammys until I was nominated. So when I finally went this year, it was um, just so unexpected and yet deeply appreciated. Like it, it was a really good validation of, okay, when you do things that are in your heart and you, you, you're following what feels right to you, you can't go wrong with that because this wasn't like the label putting us together and doing it. This was a song that I wanted to, to do. And, um, and PJ's an artist I believe in, and you know, he's from New Orleans mm -hmm. and you've that, you know, you, you've interviewed him before, I think. PJ's the coolest guy. He like rides around on his bike. He is so real. Yeah. Like you sell out stadiums. He's damn near the Maroon 5. mayor of New Orleans. And I just want to make moves based on people I believe in and music I love. And, um, it was confirmation that I'm gonna to continue to head in that direction. So then where do you go from here? I released my own stuff. So that was just like a great way to start out 2020. Yeah. It's like so encouraging. And um, the album comes out in April. That's so exciting. I love it so much. I'm really, really proud. And I just this album is so good. I really stand behind it. I can't wait to get out there and perform it. And I'm just happy I didn't give up. Was there a moment where you thought about giving up? Yeah, there's plenty of moments where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Which I think is a universal feeling. Mm -hmm. Most people feel in their 20s where, what am I doing? I've definitely been there, uh, especially when I was in my legal situation. Uh, I was in a lawsuit with my record label, as you know, and had to just get to a place where I'm like, you're responsible for your own future. Mm -hmm. So you can feel bad for yourself or you can feel overwhelmed or you can feel like there's no way out or you can start shifting your perspective and looking for opportunities and making a way. Because no one's gonna save you. So create the life you want like as much as you can. So it's just about, I love accountability. I love even taking responsibility for things that maybe I necessarily shouldn't, but it just makes me feel more in control to be like, what can I do? And even with a song like Say So, like that, that changed my life in, for, in, in a positive way. And uh, just looking for opportunities that feel right, you know? So since this is called the Moment of Cluth podcast, they like to weed me, I like to focus on the truth. At what point in your career did you have a moment with yourself where you said, you know, I'm not being authentic. My authentic self is this person and I'm not acting authentically. I love the question. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Let's see. I've had a few moments like that, but um, I put out a song called When Love Hurts and I was really feeling dance music at the time and I, I love dance music, but it's more of like deep house that I really dig. And, and like to listen to. And this song was brought to me and I was kind of told that if you don't put out this song, you don't have a single on, on the album right now. So you gotta put out this song and this is what we're gonna go with. I didn't agree with the messaging of it. I don't believe that love is supposed to hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really like this. I just didn't believe myself on it, but I was like, I want to put out music so bad that I don't have the fight in me to stand up and say, no, let's go with this, or I just couldn't 
stomach, like another obstacle. So even when I look at myself in that video, I just don't really believe myself in that role. And that's something that I asked myself a lot during the making of this album. I'm like, even while I was writing a song or recording a vocal or looking at photos to approve or treatment for a video, anything like that, I was like, do I believe myself? Is this true? Because I know that as consumers, because I consume music as do you, as like most everybody who love music, it's the soundtrack to our life. If it doesn't resonate in a way that's true, we don't want it, at least I don't. Like, I don't want that formulaic factory line stuff. It just doesn't feel as good. How did that show up for you when you, you know, like when the, the single came out and this, I hear, I still hear that song, it's played in gyms, yeah. played in grocery stores. <laughs> it's a gym favorite. It's everywhere. How did that show up for you once it was released? Did you feel like, this isn't me, I have some kind of like internal resentment towards the yeah. song or did you get backlash from fans? Or I just felt disappointed with myself. So certainly not like a resentment toward the song because I don't blame the song. It's not the song's fault. Mm -hmm. It was my fault if, it, if we're faulting it. And actually I enjoy performing that song. So let me be like dead ass about that. I actually do because it does bring people joy. I love to see people uh, having a good time with my music. But I was just disappointed with myself because that's a message that I don't really want to put out into the universe, that when love hurts, it's when you know it's real. Um, and I tried to like rationalize how it could actually make sense and be true to me. Like, okay, well, when you really care about something, it can hurt and it can feel great and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I don't think that that's the way it's translating necessarily. So just, just internal reckoning. And that's what a lot of this new album is about, is about introspection, uh, about growth and being brutally honest, but in a fun way, in a way of like, bitch, what are you doing? What's <laughs> up with you? What is, what's your truth? It's like you're talking about. I love it. The Moment of Truth album. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Agape the dog is here for this podcast and she just farted. So I, think that, I think that resonated with her. She's oh, like, yeah. It really... She's just letting it loose. <laughs> Let us know, Agape, how you really feel. She, mm. Oh, now she's like giving me the judgmental face. Like, don't call me out like that in front of your four listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. At least, you, at least we couldn't hear it. Yeah. You're silent and deadly. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody listening to who, you know, when... To that to that drive that point home when you feel something in your gut I feel like we genuinely do when something isn't authentic to us or isn't um, resonating with who we truly are you know you have that sense or most people do where you're just kind of like this isn't the right path that I should be going down or I'm not in love with this song or I'm mm. not in love with this person that I'm choosing to date what advice do you have for anybody listening to this that might think I felt like that before and how to avoid it again Whatever your form of meditation is, that could be going to take a walk, that could be journaling, it could be actually meditating for 10 minutes, whether it's in silence or guided meditation, spending time with God, being in prayer, whatever, just listening to yourself, you know, your internal guidance system. I really recommend doing that because when you allow yourself to have communion with your higher self or, you know, whatever, when you just take a moment to not be taking in other people's opinions and like the noise of the world. I think that that helps to bring clarity and it's helpful to make a practice out of it, to try to do that every day. 
to make it a point to do it every day, not to try, because I don't, I don't really like the word try. I think making a point and carving out the time to do it, prioritizing it, will help you to not make decisions like that in the future. Um, taking some, some time to do that, because it is really challenging. I don't know if men find it as much of a challenge as women do, but I know in speaking to my female friends, you included, mm -hmm. it you know we, we need to like sometimes take a step back to be like, what is right for me? Because it might not be some something that people agree with. They might not understand. But you have to do what you can live with. Like, can I look myself in the eye? Can I live with this? Um, and I think that meditation, however that looks for you, is really helpful. I couldn't agree more. I think as you go, you learn more and more about what is aligned with your higher self. And it sounds like this album is. So what can we look forward to on this album? What kind of sound is it? How many tracks? What's the real general feel of it? I'm saying some really reckless stuff, I realized. And like, I, I think it's so corny when artists are like, oh, this is the most me I've ever been. <laughs> but I understand why they say it because who, who doesn't want to like feel like they're getting more in line with who they truly are? And I think that also it's just representative of being in, what is this time in our life from like 27 to, to 29 or 30? It's called Saturn Return. Is it? In astrology, it's called Saturn Return, I believe. And it means that like our Saturn is in the same place that it was when we were first born. Oh yeah, it's every 30 years yes. that all the planets are in your house. Yes. Yeah. So it's like right when you're approaching that third decade, just major breakthroughs happen and it's really cool. Um, so it's me like, uh, just, I love directness, so I'm being really direct on this album with myself, with my partners, with my um, people who care about me, who don't give a fuck about me, I'm just like, just being really direct and transparent. And sonically, this is an R&B record, even though I really don't like the idea of genres, but if we had to call it something, um, that's, that's what I would call it. There's a lot of hip-hop influence in the production and storytelling in the songwriting. It's, I just can't wait to put it out in spring. And my plan is to like put out more content much more frequently. I have so much that I really love and don't want to sit on. And, and then I'll be touring for a lot of this year. So I can't wait to like bring the music to life in a way that I haven't even before. And you'll announce your tour schedule once the single comes out? Yes. That's so exciting. Um, okay, so at the end of this podcast, I like to tie in the truth theme, and I like to play a little game called Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. What, are you down to play? I'm down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have the truth tattooed on my... You are What right. is this called? Pinky? Hand? The edge of my hand. Internet. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So I just have to say three things. Yeah. Two of them have to be the truth. Yes. And one is a lie. Yeah. All right, let's see. Okay, the first truth or lie is that anyone named Chris is not dateable. <laughs> Two, um, I was born in Vermont. Three, my cousin is Triple H from WWE. Well, 
put this on the record that any man named Chris is undateable. <laughs> so that is a truth. I'm moving closer to the microphone. <laughs> I'm going to go with the lies that your cousin is Triple H. No, I don't know where that, that rumor spread. I kind of wish he was your cousin, Me though. too. It's so tight. Could you imagine if he was just, like, throwing people down at, like, family parties? Like, Triple H. <laughs> or, like, you know, any, any fuck boy. Um, you know, sick my cousin on him. Do you know who my cousin is? Right. Yeah, Triple H. Is that what Triple H does? I have no idea. Thanks for having me, Megan. Thanks for letting my dog fart in your face. I love you. <laughs> Anytime. And for the listeners on Moment of Clue, thanks so much for coming back in after a year of not putting any material out. And yeah, don't, don't make us wait that long. Next time I will. Thanks for listening to the Moment of Clue podcast. I'm Megan Cluth, and I hope you enjoyed it. For more episodes, please subscribe and share this episode with others. Visit MeganCluth.com to get in touch and stay tuned for more great interviews. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.